0: Hello and welcome to Emerald Expressions, where we use words to polish the gem that is the human mind. I'm your host Jaira, the Emerald Emir, and today I'm joined by
1: Michelangelo Hayes, aka Maurice Valentino. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm glad to be here, with my boy, again. I'm honored, actually. Just some claps in the background.
0: The last episode recorded was probably one of my better ones. Like, I don't. I I very rarely listen to my podcast like completely through mm-hmm. after I record them because like I already I already know what's in it I like said it
1: <laughs> real tall real same here bro I <laughs> do my speeches hell yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> completely through it but like that one I did listen completely through and I was like yeah this was a good one
1: oh like, wow wow honored 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 I was just like this is how you know
0: you made a good podcast I was just sitting there watching dishes and I threw that on and like I was like yeah. Yeah,
1: he was making great points. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's amazing, bro. That's amazing. I appreciate that. You made me go listen to, I'm gonna go listen to my TED Talks and everything now. we both doing some growth here. So,
0: <laughs> Hey, we, we love to see it. That actually introduces the topic though. Um, okay. Today's topic is a showcase of some black creators and entrepreneurs. Um, we have so much uh, coverage and focus on the the worst aspects of the black existence. I I want to take this chance to talk to and appreciate some black folk doing their best to achieve their dreams and make use of their talents and hopefully make a difference, not only on our community, but Mm -hmm. on the world in general. Um, That being said, let's, let's start off with the first question. Um, What kind of skills do you possess or, what kind of business do you operate or plan to operate in the future?
1: All right, great. So I run a business called Valentino's Workshop. And, uh, you know, that's why people call me Valentino. They call me mostly Maurice. But I have a tutoring business. It started off as a tutoring business. But, you know, if I'm a jack of all trades, I thought about what does it mean to be a jack of all trade? A person has a trade. People like who do construction and everything. So if people ask what I do, I say I'm an architect. So I tutor. I kind of want to disrupt the school system, right? Um, mm-hmm. You have K through 12 with Common Core, and students, especially Black students, are being alienated through like the um, the curriculum. There, sometimes they're being left behind, even though they say no child left behind, and they're not really getting no harassed. white child left behind. Well, white child! You know, oh, man, we getting into it. Came <laughs> out the fire, and I'm I honest- mean, <laughs> it
0: has to be said, like. <laughs> and i'm I, saying I, I'm, not with the, I'm not with the sugar cohen like y'all they, these white folks been coddled long long enough like i ain't with it <laughs> man I and, all right
1: my love it was- <laughs> oh man well let me just talk let me just finish with the. i got no that's real i needed that interjection but like so so basically like i said i wanted to be a disruptor you know and it's cool to be in the public school systems, like, and be a teacher. I really admire everything they go through, but you're under a system that wasn't made for us, you know. Um, sometimes they promote, like, you know, white supremacist norms of like control, detention, which you know can lead to the prison, school to prison pipeline, suspension, mm-hmm. expulsion. Um, ways disproportionately,
0: the the types of punishments like ISS or detention are disproportionately exactly. used on black. Black children, when they're quote unquote acting up. Like, I uh, sorry to interrupt you, but like, that just reminded
1: me. That just, just reminded me. Like,
0: I went to a charter school where, like, the point of a charter school is like, we're supposed to be different than like just, you know, public schools. We're mm. trying to like put these kids in a different, like, em- uh, educational environment. Uh-huh. And guess what? 90% of the kids that ended up in ISS or detention all the time, can you guess what race they were? Uh, Green people? (laughs) 99%. And I'm not going to cap. Like, the school was 50% black, but 99% of the people that end up in ISS are just one particular race. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why. Maybe it's because these white folk teachers don't know how to handle black children. So they assume they're just, oh,
1: they're beyond my control. Let me just throw them in detention. Right. That's the natural punitive way. And where does that come from? The society that we're in. Like, OK, if he's acting up, he's probably bad. He probably comes from a bad home. No, what you're not being is you're not being culturally relevant to what's going on. You don't know about their community. You know, you don't know what's going on in their lives. And just like when you see black people in the media, you automatically think black children are acting the same and you act upon that. Which is awful, and we see that. So I'm like, bro, I don't want to. It was three years ago where they don't, don't give
0: children the same leeway they give white children. Like, there was an actual study they did of uh, police officers, mm-hmm. and like they were told to like look at a picture of a, of a child or a person and guess their age, and like people were consistently always aged four years older than the, their actual age. So if they saw a 12 year old, they thought he was 16. They Crazy. saw a 16-year-old. They thought he was 20. And, like, you get these arguments like, oh, how many of these kids who get caught up doing stuff, oh, he knew what he was he was doing. He's he's grown. He knows what he was doing when he's really, like, 16. Like, when what, you... No. Just think back to folks who, who are older than 16. Think back to when you were 16. Right. Bro. What kind of person were you, like, at that age? But, uh, like, not to generalize, but... <laughs> think of energy. You were a dumbass. <laughs> we all were dumbasses at 16. Because we were still growing into our, our, our processes. We were still learning how to use our thoughts and how, how to interact with the world. And, like, a lot of these people are doing these 16-year-olds or younger kids to, like, these... Every time that uh, if they're acting up, there's, that means that's a cry for help. Something in their life is not being fulfilled. And, like, rather than just be, oh, he's a bad kid. Oh, he's this. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Oh, he's being disruptive. Let me put him let me separate him so the rest of the kids can learn. Like talk to the kid. Find out why he's acting like that. He mm-hmm. might have he might have a learning disability. He might have a mental illness, undiagnosed, he might he might have situations at home that cause him to like lash out at home. There's there's always an underlying reason for the behavior, mm-hmm. especially among children. Mm-hmm. Like don't just be acting up, just be acting up. Like either mm-hmm. there's something. Going on within them mentally that you don't know, or at home, there's something, and a lot of these teachers are too. I know you're not like trained therapists or anything, but like try at least if you personally don't aren't able to help them, direct them to a counselor or direct them to maybe find some resources that might be able to help them. Like that is what teachers are there for. They're there to educate us, not only educate us through school learning, but also to uh, conform us. Not conformist. I don't like that word, but mm-hmm. to allow us to uh, grow into society and like uh, see how society impacts us and how we can impact society in a positive manner. But sorry, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, continue what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I was just that was a good point. You know, I was 16. I was playing like Pokemon. You feel me? I was playing Pokemon Heart Gold and Soulsilver, my guy. Like you know, I was. Yeah, I was.
0: I was smacking. I was smacking up. uh, What's his name? Uh, Mars not Mars what's his, Oh, Cyrus. I was smacking up Cyrus on the Diamond on the Pearl tower. Platinum. <laughs> Diamond platinum. Pearl platinum Yep, yep oh but I was going in. I would love that like quest for uh, Garatina in um the distorted world mm-hmm. I, favorite what I was doing I was I was either watching anime
1: sleeping eating mm-hmm. doing dumb stuff or <laughs> playing like video games. Right. And I get that's the thing that kind of leads into it. Kids want to be kids. Kids deserve to be kids. And I don't think their academia should, like, uh, you know, limit them for how far they're going to go. So with Valentino's workshop, I work on being disruptor. So I tutor, I make original curriculums, and I do it in a way that's able to be culturally relevant to the student, wherever they like anime, wherever they like nerd stuff, wherever they like whatever they do. And I'm able to teach that. I remember when he was in a group chat, I was talking about how I was teaching using Pokemon, you know, and one yeah. of my students were doing very good. And I still use those strategies. And that's the kind of thing I do. And a lot of my students now about three years into the game, I've made 40K for myself, over 400K for my community. You know, the scholarships to college, you know, four rides, you know, saved them a lot of money with any like, you know, special education programs or anything like they had to do. Or, you know, I've saved my clients and my community a lot of money and I've traveled around. And I've tutored around New Jersey, Atlanta, Baltimore, D.C., um, you know, um, Seattle, you know, places in Houston, places in Dallas, North Carolina, even in Harbin, China, you know. Education's a big thing, and I also write articles, you know. I try to get artists, like, you know, promote them with their music, with, like, the SEO marketing, to give them a platform, with XXL, and all these platforms are charging them an arm and a leg. So that's what Valentino's Workshop is about.
0: Mm. A Renaissance man, if you will. Appreciate you, bro.
1: <laughs>
0: definitely, like, like I was, like you mentioned the thing about the Pokemon in like the group chat when you we mm-hmm. were talking, telling us about that. I was like, shit. I wish I had a, a, a teacher that tried to relate to me on like a personal level. Like I had uh, growing up, I had teachers that I definitely liked them that I feel like I could relate to, or maybe they were like good uh, authority figures or game mm. structure but I, I wish I had I had a few teachers that like I had, remember I had this one uh, science teacher um, Mr. Ozarka which mm. if he ever hears this Mr. Ozarka I hope you're doing well um, <laughs> congrats on your, your wedding I know it was a few years ago but like I, I hope all things are going well but like he was like really into MMA and like my brother and I who were going to the same high school we were also really into MMA and like he would uh he was our science teacher but like during like uh, study periods after we were, like, done with work, we would, like, talk about we'd, like, show uh, clips and stuff on, like, the latest fights, and we talked talk about, like, Fedor Emelianenko, who we think would win, Fedor Melianenko or uh, Frank Mir, like, it was it was dope because he, re- he found something that I, as a teenager, related to, and he didn't treat me like, oh, it wasn't condescending, he actually was seeing, he enjoyed the same thing, or he saw that my brother and I enjoyed it as well, and he was like, oh, uh how have you heard about such and such and blah 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 blah? and he basically was treating us as, as like ad, adults almost like giving us that you know there's a, the, the difference between when someone's talking down to you even as a child mm-hmm. like there you can tell you may not know exactly what it is but you can tell they're not talking to me in a manner that's proper
1: mm-hmm. he was
0: actually talking to us at our level mm-hmm. um and like when we were talking about the the pokemon i was like yeah I wish I had a teacher that was, would talk about Pokemon and was like genuinely into Pokemon uh, when I was
1: younger. That would have been cool. Right. 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 And here's the thing, bro. Like, you know, you said you talking as an adult. I actually I was actually challenged. And so talk to them like they're human, because, like, I know we have ages and everything of this sort. But when I talk to my mm-hmm. students, OK, there's that, you know, there's that relationship between a teacher and student. But I know some people may agree with this as a teaching practice. I'm not Yamasa. You know, this isn't the damn field. This isn't the slave field. You feel me? Like when we talked about perpetuating right norms, I'm not going to chattage you. I'm not talking about like, because I'm not massive. Like you don't have to follow everything said. Like these are like, I have directions and we have a mutual understanding, but we talk mm-hmm. about those mutual understandings, you know, and you know and when i do that when i ask for their opinions on something i ask how their week was what they were going through is there anything i can help with and through that i foster better relationships i cannot count
0: kids can tell who's who's being genuine with them or not Mm -hmm. instantaneously Mm -hmm. like don't you don't do things just because you think oh this is what the kids are like do it because you genuinely like oh this is something i know this kid enjoys let me ask him about it even if i'm not knowledgeable about it maybe through like him teaching me about whatever thing he's interested in, I'll get to know more about him and how he thinks and how he perceives the world. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, like, I, like treat them like humans. Cause yeah, they're growing. They're not fully in their, They're fully realized in their thoughts and all that. But like, they still have thoughts. They still have their own personality. They still have their own perspective. Mm -hmm. Just because you're a, a few years younger, a few years older than them, doesn't mean you know everything a lot of teachers have that sort of authoritarian oh i'm i'm the i'm at the top of the, the pyramid you're below me you got to give me deference why should i defer to you if you're not treating me with respect
1: mm-hmm. like i hate that
0: concept of respect me uh, i'm older respect me i respect those who are respectable mm-hmm. if, you, if you show me that you're a good person or you know what you're talking about you're an expert on a subject or Uh, you're able to confer that information to me in a way that I understand. Okay, cool. If I need it, if I have a problem, I'm going to talk to you about it. Blah, 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 blah. Like I I had this one math teacher, which Mm, math. (laughs) I'm sorry to keep relating it to myself, but like bringing about these memories. Like I had this one math teacher who like, I don't know what her deal was. Like she loved every single black kid in the school except for me. (laughs) <laughs> for whatever reason like she loved my older brother who was like a year above me in grade like mm-hmm. loved him always doing things for him blah 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 hated me for no i have no still to this day have no idea why she hated me <laughs> i don't i I not just didn't like me from the day she saw me so like she always would like try me and blah 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 blah, blah. and like i had her one year for like one one like a pre cal class and like she would always be saying some wild shit to me i'm like man whatever like what? So like,
1: like what? Like what? Like I
0: don't. Okay, so let me go to senior year because, like, the I I don't remember exactly. It's uh, like fuzzy, like the few years before that. But I remember this one time she tried me, and I was like, "I yeah, don't do this." So the second half of my senior year, I have already completed, all, graduate, cool. except for like one class. So I'm in mostly electives, and like like during my free period, I had helped out with like the special ed class, which. That's another topic for another day, but that was cool. And I I really enjoyed that. But um I had cl- completed most of my um actual courses. So they were like, Well, we can't just have you sit here all day. So they put me in a whole bunch of electives. So mm-hmm. they put me in the class with her, sports sports and math. And I was like, Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I know I don't like this woman, but whatever. I gotta I gotta go to class. <laughs> so like I'm a senior, most of the class was freshmen and sophomores. I'm already like, oh fuck. This class ain't for me, <laughs> but I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm bad at math. Like that's, that's not a, one of my strengths. I'm actually pretty bad at math. So like, I already don't like math and I especially don't like her teaching me math. Cause she's condescending and I don't like her. Mm-hmm. So one day, so one day she, there was some sort of problem up on the board and like none of the kids could get it. Cause like they're younger. They're, they're like 14, 15,
1: 15. Mm.
0: They, they ain't quite there. I'm a little bit more advanced because I'm like, I'm about to be in high college. A few, I'm a few weeks away from college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so she's asking the, the question, and then the kids are getting it. So I'm like, okay, I'm the, I'm the elder here, quote unquote. Let me let me help the kids along. So I answer the question and then she came at me crazy. She's like, uh, I didn't ask you to answer blah, blah, blah. blah. I was like, bit, uh, I didn't say bitch, but I wanted to. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I literally I stood I stood up. And I was like, you do know I already have all my credits. I don't have to be here. Mm. I came here out of respect for you as a teacher. You're not gonna talk to me in that sort of manner to in front of all these kids to look cool. And then I just walked out. I was like, nah, fuck you. Mm. Like and like you're not don't don't do that shit. Don't try to embarrass people
1: for no reason just to quote unquote assert your Authority. Mm-hmm. That's just lame. And this the harp one. There's a reason I asked you that because that's the reason I do what I do. Ira, you know, like Valentino's mm-hmm. workshop. We have to work from the bottom ground, like you're doing construction. You know. Like, there are kids that have been damaged by the school system. They don't feel like they can trust their teachers. They don't like their assignments. They don't like, you know, some of the home situations they're in. You know, they don't like how, you know, they don't get help. They don't like how, because of no child left behind, supposedly, you know, as you said, no white child left behind. They feel as if they're alienated. They feel as if they don't got any help. And here comes Valentino. You feel me? Let me fix it. Let me fix it. Right. You remember remember Manny? You remember uh, Handy Manny? Can Andy Manny, yeah. yeah. Can he fix it? Yeah, I can fix it. I can fix it. Like, yeah, I feel like that. Handy gonna... Candy Mo, <laughs> Andy Manny, Andy Valentino. I feel as if I can fix it, even if it's one student at a time. And seeing the kids who've had like learning disabilities get full ride scholarships to college after me years of working with them, it makes me happy. I don't have to be in the school systems to make impact. So, between that and writing for artists, like I love what I do as Valentino's workshop.
0: So it's definitely something that's important. You're giving a platform to like these up-and-coming com- artists who might not know all that they need to know or might be taken advantage of by, because of their ignorance quote-unquote mm-hmm. of like the, the industry works and all these things but you're also uh, giving a chance to the younger generation to show them that you're important, you're valid just because you're different than other people doesn't mean you're wrong. You just have a different perspective. You just look at things different. The way you process is different, and that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no child left behind is especially fucking damaging. In the fact that, like, like you said, it pushes these kids along. Like a lot of these kids, like I don't want to say like oh they should be left behind, blah, blah blah blah, but they need more attention. That's all. But getting the attention that they deserve, whether it be specialized classes, uh, uh, uh what's the word the, the student like uh individualized the learning curriculum like yeah. some students like what well, i don't know what it is they might need but they're a lot of these kids are getting pushed along like i knew kids when i was in uh 14 15 that had a reading level of like a 10 year old and like not to like judge them but like they clearly needed more time to go over the fundamentals of like it's it's Kids used to laugh at them, and it's fucked up. But like, it's actually sad. Like, hmm. they they get defensive and they get all these things because like they feel like they're left behind. Like, uh, they're struggling to read a paragraph, and like you can tell, they really should have had maybe one year, or two more years, or maybe they should have had a teacher assigned to them to help them catch up. Because like, not everyone learns at the same pace, and like because of No Child Left Behind, it doesn't matter. They all gotta move up. If they're not
1: moving up, we're going to take your money away. Mm. It's a common core works, bro. And it's like and I know common core has its things, but the ways executed is questionable because I'm like, if they don't know it, why are you moving on? And, bro, the students I work with, it's crazy, bro, because there's so many students I'm working with now. And I've gotten their grades up by addressing the pitfalls that their school doesn't do. Like I remember one student, he had a D in English and comprehension. He didn't know. He's a guy who plays video games like me. I even bought him Pokemon Sword for doing good in his report card this year. You feel me? Yeah, I remember you.
0: You told us about that. And I was like, <laughs> Where was a teacher like freaking Valentino when I was a kid? But no, that was like that was like one of the things that really made me respect you. Like, oh, he's not just talking the talk; he walks the walk. Right. Because like you didn't have to do that. Like you went out of your way to like. uh, you saw that he was really interested in Pokemon and like as an incentive. Okay. If you do this, I'm going to give you this reward. Right. A lot of these kids need that incentive. Like it doesn't have to always be a grand ostentatious thing, but give them that a lot of them are not motivated. Like whatever people do to think, Oh, students need this to, to learn. Sometimes you need to address them on an individual basis. See what they see, what gets them going. Mm. They might not understand the concept, but if you relate it to something that they know, oh, it's like this and this and this. When you do this and this and this, like, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't, they, they just, they're set in their ways. Like, oh, I teach this way. I, I was taught to teach this way. This is the right way to teach. Like, okay. Exactly. We're human beings. We're not like, we're not like
1: a, a plastic dog that you can mold into any form you want. Mm-hmm but continue continue well no that's it and i'm glad you're i'm I'm, I'm loving your our cipher like our back and forth i actually appreciate this style Mm. a lot because i want you to reflect i want you to be able to jump out of this because these are real prevalent problems in our education system and it's like if i don't do something you know i've had a hard the entrepreneurship journey hasn't been easy but the reason i do this and i've kind of like deviated from a traditional path you know even though i'm getting into you know schools now and you know, my other bags and other things of, like, settling down. But the reason I've been doing this for three years is because these black kids, these disadvantaged kids, whether they be, you know, disabled, they don't have as many resources. It doesn't matter whatever race, but especially black kids. Like, they I, – I needed someone like myself when I was younger. And if I keep fighting for that, I'll go over any country, any state, what, mind you. So these are important. And going back with it with this young guy, you know – he, he didn't know how to read sentences he didn't know what like you know these things were and i'm like you know every time we read pokemon i'm like you can't play pokemon unless you read the dialogue bro so i was having them like you talking about cyrus earlier i was having this dude read cyrus's dialogue i was having them read ah, that, that's <laughs> dope <dumb. laughs> cyrus for anyone who uh is not a pokemon
0: fan or hasn't played uh the game cyrus speaks in like this very eloquent uh bombastic manner <laughs> so like i i can just imagine this little kid
1: trying to like struggle through his dialogue <laughs> right but what does that do as studies show you know a lot of kids learn more words by learning words they don't know so if you're reading to them at a young age i was reading green eggs and ham chicken 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 Bo- chicken Chicka, Chicka, boom boom and you know like the three little pigs mm. in terms of like that one story where the wolf was trying to get some sugar and they they, they, they curved them so that story, if you give a moose a muffin, if you give a mouse a cookie, and then I was reading Harry Potter books every summer and I didn't realize it, but my vocabulary went up as opposed to people who aren't reading to their kids in and out. See,
0: this is, I'm going to out myself a little bit, but like, my, my, my older siblings still make fun of me for this, but like, I was the kind of kid that I liked reading so much that like I would read anything. I literally had like this big old Webster dictionary. I still have it mm. to this day, but like I had this Webster's dictionary, like the kids edition. And I would read that. I would sit down and read it. Like it was like the Harry Potter book. be like, what do you, why are you reading that? What are, are you like searching something up? I was like, no, I just like, I was just like looking at the words and like, to this day, I have a very, uh, I have a very large vocabulary. Sometimes, Sometimes I'll say something and people will be like, What what is that word? I'm like, word. Oh, do you not do you not know this word? I'm like, Oh it's not that like I'm being a know it all, that's just my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Because I when I was younger I put in that work uh, of like reading these all these things and like I, I I'm the type of person that I'm very curious and I like to learn in a certain mm-hmm. setting. If mm-hmm. there's a word or something that a concept or something that I don't know and it seems interesting, I'll research it. Mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go search online. I'll, i find, I'll find some, something to look at and I'll, I'll read all about it. Right. And so I'm sad. And like do- through doing that kind of stuff, I, I built a vocabulary unintentionally. I wasn't like intentionally like, Oh, I'm, I'm about to stun on all these people with my big old vocabulary. I <laughs> wasn't me. I was just, I was just a nerdy kid. that like reading uh, the dictionary and like in the back of the dictionary was this little section of like history and like, uh, the U.S. presidents and flags from all over the country. I mean, all over the world and country. And, like, that's sh- that was just so cool to me as a kid. I know, like, not all kids are like that, but, like, you have to find something for them to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, said Pokemon, that one kid, it might be Harry Potter with another kid, it might be My Little Pony. There's something you can find to relate to that kid. So, like, maybe if they don't understand the concept itself, a lot of the, the pro, uh, I feel like a lot of the problem with our modern day education system is um, rote memorization. Like you try you're trying to just jam these abstract concepts into the brains of like a ten year old. What ten year old is thinking a, about imaginary numbers? Huh? <laughs> like, bruh, what fourteen year old is thinking about? Well, I'm gonna take the logarithmic blah 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 and put it plug it in this. There are some. There's definitely some. But like the vast majority of us are like, huh? What?
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> what
0: with the what? Why does this do this? Like you have to find something to relate it the concept. A lot of like a lot of these teachers just like, well, they shove the information down their throats and, so, and then test them, test them, test them rather than use something to relate it to something else that they can understand better. Exactly, yo.
1: I mean, I'm glad you get it. I'm glad you get it. So that's why I do what I do. So, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's all I can say unless we move on to the next question. But, you know, I'm glad we had this candid dialogue about education because it's a serious prevalent issue, especially for our race. And but,
0: you know, especially nowadays with, uh, what's her name? Frickin' Betsy DeVos. That woman is a piece of literal <laughs> garbage. I don't care if anyone gets mad at me for saying that because that woman is awful. Just <laughs> awful. You you know she's trying to force children back into school mm-hmm. in the midst of corona, even though people the friggin' CDC is like, if you send these children back, we're gonna have a major flare-up. Because all these children with all these compromised uh, <laughs> immune systems, you know, c- children be getting sick all the time. Mm-hmm. There's such a thing called the kid. Egg. Like mm-hmm. your kid gets goes out out and about and gets sick for like one day and then he passes on to, to mom or dad, and the mom and dad is laid
1: out for a week. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. And this is gonna happen and if you ever met kids and guess all- what it's not, it's not just little, no little kiddick that'll put you out for a day they might put you out for life <laughs> right 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 right. and think about kids bro what do kids do they sneeze in their hands they don't cough they cough, they cough and sneeze with their mouths open they touch each and other and then they all- rub it on you They rub it on you, and that's putting teachers at risk. So you messing my vibe up, but that's another thing, bro. Let's get we can get on on with it. Mass uh, mass quitting from
0: all these teachers, I believe, like something like some between like twenty five percent to fifty percent of like school teachers are at risk for corona, and like a lot of them are thinking, I'm just gonna quit. I'm not. I'm not gonna put my my own life and my family's life at danger for this stuff. I don't get paid enough for this. First of all. Second off, this is just dumb. <laughs> Hello? Can you hear me? You
1: hear me? Okay, oh, I can hear you now.
0: All, all right, cool. Well, I don't know
1: what I don't know what it was. But I'm just saying teachers are underpaid and everything of the sort, you know? Mm. And that's not good. Like, they're underpaid. They're under-resourced. So, I'm like, I'm just going to get it my way. Like, I remember the game set in the rap. He says, you know, do my... He's like, you know, he's like, fuck, the, he's like, fuck my auntie couch. I'm going to take the street route. Get my shit the gangster way because I could be no Steve Stout. Now, I don't know about the gangster way and all that other stuff, but, like, I'm going to just forget... I'm going to just take my route and do it how I know best. And that's what has been working, bro. So... That's why I got into entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs make a way out of no way.
0: And a lot of these teachers, it's not that they're bad teachers or whatever. They're definitely bad teachers. That is a thing. But a lot of these teachers, they do want to help these kids. They do want to have these things. But they either don't have the funding, the resources, or when they do, they suggest these things. They're like, oh, we can't do that. We don't have time for that. We have to fit the common core. We have to do this. Oh, you Mm -hmm. want to take the kids and do blah, 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 blah. Ah, that's that. Nah, we don't have time for that. We can't put that in the budget. We, nah, we gotta. Why don't you teach them more math? Blah blah blah. blah. Like they, they, they get discouraged eventually. If you keep mm-hmm. ideas like, oh, I think this could help with the blah blah, blah and so and so. or I think this would be a good thing to cover with the kids, and like, nah, that's not that's not on the test. It's not on the test. Why would we waste time teaching it?
1: <laughs> mhm. Amazing, bro. You get it. You get it. You get it. Uh, uh, so moving
0: on to the next question then uh, well the, I, I believe we or, sort of went over this but like I guess you could go into more detail but what inspired you to start your business or take up the art form you enjoy
1: um, well I ran a record label um, from you know 2016 to 2019 in Atlanta you know the mecca of music the mecca of rap music you know and uh, I had artists that were opening up you know for Young Thug El Varner you know, they were writing stuff for Migos. Um, you know, a lot of great stuff. You know, yeah. Yo Gotti. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I had, I had a, It was cool. It was a record label I had. Plus, uh, with, you know, education. Uh, <laughs> I was. I
0: haven't heard now. anything from her in a long time. But it, continue. Sorry. So you mean Elle Varner? Yeah, I've. I, that when he said that name, I was like, oh yeah, that was a name I know.
1: <laughs> you know, <What>? she's been. <laughs> she she's actually like she dropped an album last year. I won't get into it, because maybe this isn't a music review place, but, like, uh, she dropped the
0: album. We, like- we, we do music reviews occasionally, but, like, I'm, no disrespect to uh, Warner, I just haven't heard from you in a long time.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. And I used to love it. but Anyway, like, all these artists, and we helped them, like, you know, get them educated about the music game, teach them how to throw shows, we helped them throw shows, provide funds, and then, you know, I like to write. You know, I was a good writer. I used to write, you know, some Facebook sasses. I had words, just like you, and I was like, okay, let me formulate this into a well-worded article. And that's what I used to do. So that was one motivation for Valentino's workshop, you know, and I figured uh, my words are good. I can get paid off of it. But at the same time, I could do what XXL and Fader Camp for the regular community. I can give them a platform and do a cool write-up interview, and I was good at interviews and blah, 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 blah. And And the last thing was, um, you know, I talked about in terms of tutoring, I talked about, you know, um, I come from a family of educators, you know, but my dad was like a substitute, um, teacher and then he also taught like certain grades and then you had like you know my mom's she was a like a college like a, a community college professor so with those I mean I kind of got on my own because they never steered me to education my mom wanted me to be an engineer to be honest with you and my dad he wanted me to work for like a <laughs> KFC or Walmart you know but I was, just, <laughs> I was just like you know I want to help kids and I was just thrust you know you can only watch anime you know certain amount of times people like Naruto People like all these protagonists, not to all these headstrong characters, just like, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands, and I want to be like, you know, I want to do something. I don't care who says something about it. I'm going to do it. So that's what I want to do for education. So between that and the music experience of the past, as well as being a musician, that's what kind of spurred me into Valentino's workshop. Also, I do public speaking with it, too, and consulting, because I like giving people business advice. But yeah, those are all the real reasons.
0: I keep saying, but damn, man, you're a man of many talents. I got a lot of respect for you, because, like, Appreciate I'm the kind it. of person that, like, jack of all trades, master of none. Like, <laughs> I have a very surface level knowledge of, like, a lot of stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. nothing that I I feel confident like saying, like, that's my thing.
1: Hmm.
0: I eventually want to get into, like, music and stuff like that, but, like, this, I, I eventually came to the realization that, like, when I was growing up, like, I People would try to direct me into certain things and certain things. I was like, oh, "This is I, right, I already feel it for blah blah blah." And I, as I'm growing up, I'm starting to realize, well, a I have like a motivation problem, but b, a lot of these things, it's just like, I like it, but I don't like it enough that I want to focus completely on it. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: why not do everything? I mean, I like music. I like making beauty. I like uh watching like video essays and like important. Making educational, like writing things and articles of that sort. I like, like the podcast. I like expressing my opinions. Like mm-hmm. I eventually want to branch out and do like all of these things under like a multimedia type of brand. Mm. That's my plans for the future. Sorry, but like you, as you're talking about it, it reminded me. But like, I a lot of these people, uh, when you're growing up, you get sort of buttonhole, uh, cornhole mm-hmm. into one thing or one or another when maybe you ha- might have a talent for that, but you also have a talent for something else. And a lot of people, they tell you, oh, don't worry about that. Just focus on one thing, specialize, specialize. A lot of mm-hmm. people are getting so specialized, they don't they don't realize that they can also branch out and be multilateral. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, to go on your point, that's why a lot of people are harpening into, uh, you know, art entrepreneurship now, because like, they're working these nine to fives, you're realizing capitalism isn't it, you know, especially in Corona times. They're realizing, I want to do something that's going to leave a legacy. I want something for my own. So, but you're a trailblazer, Ira. That's why I really love, you know, talking to you because, like, it's cool to do regular work, like go to work nine to five. There's nothing bad with that. But after a time, you start to ask, you know, is there something more? Is there something more of me? Is there something more I can add to the world? beyond just going to work eating. You know, and
0: sleep. The artists the artists you were talking about. A lot of the artists nowadays, they're multi-talented. Like mm-hmm. like there's this one uh, one artist named Gua, uh, guapda four thousand. He's a talented well, painter, well, he's a talented uh, writer, he's a funny guy, like he could do comedy, like and he realizes this and he doesn't just say, Oh, I'm a rapper, I only rap. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a rapper, I'm a I'm a painter, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a little bit of everything. I do mm-hmm. promo, I promo for myself, I I'm out here networking. I'm out here hustling. I'm out here doing these things. A lot of these people are thinking, "Oh, I'm this one thing. I can only do one thing." And a lot of people nowadays are realizing you can do it, you can do it all pretty much as as long as you have the the ability to do it, the motivation and mm-hmm. the execution. You can do whatever you want. You can be mm-hmm. artist. You can be. A, I hate to bring up Kanye because, like, right now, Kanye, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Kanye. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people that was like a pioneer of like like not being let him letting himself be put in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I, I can't I can't like uh, completely cut him off from like what he's doing on other things. I, I a lot of, pretty much everything that Kanye has done in the last four years I do not approve of, but of I do have to I do have to say that Kanye was a pioneer in the sense that like. He didn't let people cornhole him. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, "I know I could do this." I, people laughed at him when he said, "I want to make fashion design." A lot of his designs, I think, are terrible, but guess what? People enjoy them and they pay, pay good money for them. And he was, he was the one that was like, you know what? Okay, I'm not just an artist. I I'm not just like a, a musician. I also want to be a visual artist." So he started Dada, and now he has writers. He has. Producers. He has all these different things that he can branch out to. He has uh he has uh, real estate, he has all these other ventures, he has shoes, he has his own clothes. Like he didn't allow himself to be just, oh, you're a rapper, only talk about rap stuff.
1: hmm hmm Exactly. I, I think, think and I think that's what like, a lot of people look-
0: of Kanye as a person, but like I have to acknowledge, give credit where credit
1: is due hmm. I think that's why a lot of people like him, you know, because he's not afraid to do Or at least the old him. He wasn't afraid to be himself. And there's a lot of part of the society we discussed in our last talk, you know, um, about anime and expression, as well as like as we see now, like uh, we can go back to this white supremacist norm of like, what is the norm in this society of this white supremacist society we live in? What's normal? What's successful? Um, you know, how these black people in right.
0: season like them.
1: Right. So with those things, those type of things, like how can we be ourselves? And so when people see someone be themselves, sometimes they don't like it, but then they realize that this person had it right all along. So that's just kind of my job, you know, doing Valentine's Workshop. You know, um, it's like Nas said, uh, smart boys turn to uh, kings and do whatever they wish. If you believe you can, too, then say it just like this. I know I can be who I want to be. So man, that's what I believe in. That's what See, I might
0: me. get crucified for this, but like I love the message of that song, but I hated that song itself.
1: Like, I, get that it, I get it. I
0: get it. Like it was just so I won't say it was just so repetitive. I know I can, I know I can be do what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> get get repeat it
0: so many damn times. I was like, shut up.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I like the message, but god damn, you gave me a mic.
1: <laughs> oh gosh hey man that's your opinion that's 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 that my personal
0: opinion like it's uh cool. i can admit that that's a that is a great song and artistic achievement and also really inspirational just the mu- musicality of that song for me personally nah
1: i'm good i get it i get it, I get it. And this, that goes into being a fan of rap which is another topic but you know <laughs> but yeah I, man
0: i might have you on for a rap discussion one day because that that definitely be fun
1: but um Artists. continue that's good. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for my point in terms of like, you know, why do I do what I do and the inspiration behind it?
0: Um. So what do you do to motivate yourself?
1: Mm, God, man. I think I just made an AMV about him like yesterday on my Instagram page, as well as my uh, Twitter page to a Baltimore artist who made like a funny freestyle called Let It Off, which is a remix of Shake It All by Mariah Carey. So I use Yusuke Meshi, but Anime is a big motivation, bro. I like, feel like
0: I know that, so let it
1: <laughs> Like it goes, um like Shake It Off is a song by like uh you know Mariah really? Carey. In this song, this guy goes, let it off, my nigga's about to bang. And he's talking about a gun and it's really hilarious and it's really silly, but like um, I made it AMV. But anyway, beyond AMV, like as it relates to use K, you're a like one thing you gotta do as an entrepreneur is feed yourself full of media of why you do what you do. Reality is reality. And as an entrepreneur, you're trying to create things that transcend reality. So where do you look for inspiration? These shounen characters, as an example, not just all anime is shown but you know, shown characters who are bold and transcend reality and norms, you know, wherever we talked about last time, Naruto, uh, you know, absolving fate. And my favorite thing I do is when I'm getting down or any inspiration, I watched his last scene of Haka show, in which he's fighting this guy named Yomi, and he's like this this evil uh, tyrant. And he's about to take over the world if Yusuke doesn't win. And his Yusuke, he's like, you know, he comes up from the dirt. And he's just looking. And he finally finds what he's fighting for. And his master says, like, you know, you're fighting for them, Yusuke. And he goes, like, okay.
0: sorry I can you. I- but, like, the, that ends with, like, Yusuke doing a punch. So that he could have obliterated Yomi from existence with, like, the force of the punch. But he punches upward. And, like, lets off all his spirit energy. And it just makes this gigantic,
1: almost mushroom cloud. And Yomi's like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, that's before the fight. That's before it. And so it's like he misses. But, like, I'm talking about that last thing when they, they just slugging at each other. Yeah. And they only have spirit energy in their fists. And he's like, your father, if only your father could see you now. And it's like, you have this street kid. Who wasn't supposed to be shit, but he's saving the entire world by fighting for his friend. So I use the inspiration from anime. I listen to music from my favorite artists. You know, you talk about Kanye. I listen to some of my favorite artists that talk about. Transcend- That's exactly why
0: we like Yusuke so much because we can relate to that man.
1: Right, right, right,
0: <laughs> and it's just- be like, "Damn, that man really is. That man is a street ass hood ass motherfucker. Just right, <laughs> the Japanese version of a hood ass motherfucker." <laughs>
1: Yeah bro and I just I think actually I related to him as a kid because think about it At school this is this is just me he used mm-hmm. to do the finger he used to do he called it the spirit gun but before he used to call it like you know finger bang and people used to slang Ooh, it as man. that yeah he yeah. even with the Abridged series but i used to go around like elementary school and i saw him like we used to do pure pure right with our hands so he was perfect and also with that too he used to get in a lot of school fights he used to get suspended. He didn't feel like school was for him. Then he found something that was his purpose. He was in Yama Love Woman. He's like the perfect, most relatable character. But I use characters like that, my readings, and multimedia to fuel me because there's a reality we can create on our own, like our favorite characters in mass media. So that's the answer to that.
0: I, I that's a dope, that's a dope thing. So you like look towards like art, art that's already been made and that you can relate to and like as a stepping stone. Like, oh I mm-hmm. I like these sort of concepts. I want to do do these with my own sort of spin, or oh, this this is I re- really like this. I want to do uh, something in my own vein, uh, how relating to my experience or something mm. like.
1: That. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you got the concept. Like again, you could be whatever you want to be in this world. It takes practice. It takes everything you talked about, but you can do anything you want. So,
0: so what affects your uh, creative or Creative process or decision making process?
1: Um, I call it a time like. I don't know if you watch Hunter x Hunter. Have you watched Hunter x Hunter?
0: I have. I haven't finished it, but I've watched pretty far into it.
1: All right, cool. Well, this guy, uh, which part are you on <laughs> before I get in? I, I got past
0: the time. I think I'm at the beginning of the Greed Island arc. I'm all the way at Greed Island. I think I'm at the point where like the, the older brother. Um, uh, tells them about the the guys, uh, the, that have all the Greed Island copies. Anyway, I think I'm around there.
1: Right, that's far enough. Okay, so one of the characters, his name is Karapika, right? Oh, and yeah. he has power. And um, see, it's really revealed in the third arc, but it's called Emperor's Time. And when I was three years ago, I was going through some stuff, but I noticed something very. This is like this is a secret for mine, but I think a lot about auras. I thought about uh, you know. What does my aura do? Do I have any powers of my own? I thought about the concept of Empress time. Like having a divine sense of timing has what, that's the practice that gets me through. So to answer your question, I call it the concept of Empress time, but you have to adhere to time. Just like how we're here for this interview, right? I make sure I'm on time no matter what. When it's time to be on uh, class for my clients, I make sure I'm there. When it's time to show up for my clients in public, you know, before COVID, I was there. When it's time to put out an article on time, I'm there. My speed and my timing are something I consider paramount. I'm quick with my assignments, quick with my bookings, quick with my text messages and responses. And that's why parents, clients, and everybody keep going back because I have a divine sense of timing. You and make if them I- feel like
0: the, You make them feel like their time is just as important, if not more important than your own.
1: Exactly. Think about like an emperor, right? Like an emperor, I call it that because like when something mandates you to do something, you have to do it. So it's like, if someone's giving me a time or if I give them a time, I'm not going to try to BS them on that. I'm going to make sure I give it to them by this deliverable. No offense. That's a lot of, of faults with businesses. Like when you want, you know, what's crazy about McDonald's, even though like McDonald's is McDonald's, people have their opinions. It's called fast food for a reason. When you order something, you don't you're not want to wait 30 minutes for it. You want to get in and get out. That timing, that emperor's time means a lot. So I apply it to my business. When I'm creating a curriculum when I'm sending out an email of like, hey, this is what I'm wanted to do for you. Like, I do that for every single client, whether it be writing an article, whether it's showing up for a speech, whether doing a TED talk, whether doing a tutoring session, like timing is everything. And I know a lot of businesses, they haven't gotten far or they won't get far because they're slow in sending things out. I mean, thank, of course. We. Well,
0: I was going to say, well... I- Two things. I'm I'm really similar to you in terms of like the timing thing. Like I, I hate being late. Like I mm-hmm. I try to be either on time or early. I'd rather be early than late. Like mm-hmm. especially when it's come it comes to like people other people's time. Like mm-hmm. value my time, so I should value other people's time. If like mm-hmm. for instance, like before we record, were recording, I I had set up the time for 8 p.m. And like, I was a few minutes late because I was handling some business on my own. But like, I I felt bad because like, I had you, I I thought I had you waiting. Luckily, mm-hmm. you had something else going on and it worked out. But like, I felt bad because like, my word is my bond. If I say eight mm-hmm. o'clock mm-hmm. and at eight o'clock comes around and I'm not doing it, that's like me disrespecting your time and your availability.
1: And, mm-hmm.
0: and then, mm-hmm. the second thing, uh, I feel like I was going to say a second thing.
1: Ah, no. It, the no, thought, the no. thought, like, escaped my mind. So continue. No, that's real because, like, and I know I'm cool with it because I'm always adaptable. I'm on your time. I finished my session at 8 o'clock. If you had called and be like, yo, it's time, I'm like, yo, it's time. And I just went a little bit over with them, but it's nothing for me to adhere to time and other people's. and. I think that's one of my biggest lessons towards businesses or entrepreneurs. Like you are your own leader. You're your own thought process. But at the same time, you set your own dimension. You set the own rules of your contract on some Hunter X Hunter stuff. You feel me? So like with your contract, whether it be your word is bond, even if you don't have like a type of like, you know, contract with your clients, even if you do or you do not, your word is your bond. If you say a time, mean that that can make a difference between a sale and not. I know a lot of people that have lost on a lot of money and opportunities as entrepreneurs because they aren't on time. So that's my that, number that's, one thing. Oh,
0: it, it, the thought came back to me. That's the thing about professionalism. Like you mm-hmm. have to have a sense of professionalism and work ethic. If you mm-hmm. don't think you can make a time, a time like maybe uh, something say something happened with your supplies or blah, 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 blah. Tell the person like, hey okay. Here's what's happening. I can't fulfill my end of the thing. Blah blah blah. Maybe it's gonna come later on, or do you want a refund, or do you want me to do something, service to like make up for the the fact that I didn't fulfill my end of the deal? A lot of people, especially like a lot of like these internet businesses that spring up, they have a a sense of entitlement. Like, oh, you just you you have to give me your money because I have such a great idea or I have such a great product. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the proper uh, mindset. If you don't have the proper way of dealing with customers, then what do you like? Say I have a problem. And I'm like, oh, I ordered something from Valentino, and like mm-hmm. supposed to get here on Thursday, but it's now the Monday following. I'm like, hey, Valentino, where's that thing I ordered? And you're like, oh, uh, it's on the way. Wait, wait mm-hmm. do you do you have a time period? It's on the way. Like, excuse me, like. I, my money is valuable to me and I paid you that money. I expect the service to be uh, delivered. And if mm-hmm. you don't deliver the service, or like say you don't deliver the service, but you, you make up for it, like with your customer service, blah, blah, blah. But if you not only don't deliver the service, but then your attitude when you're not delivering the service, service is like potty or uh, arrogant or stuck up, like, oh, you got, it, you got, it, I got your money anyway. What are
1: you going to do? Like, That's not a good
0: mindset to have as a business.
1: Right, bro. And that's it. That's as well. Say my biggest, like, no offense, yo. Like I know people that may have more team members than me. You feel me? They may have a better product, you know, maybe a product that sells more. Right. But you don't got my time and that's why I'm always going to (laughs) win.
0: And that comes to all things, not only like dealing with customers, but like motivating yourself. That's the, uh, that actually leads into the next question, I believe.
1: Cool. <laughs> Glad we're flowing.
0: Uh, so what, are, um, what is some advice you would offer to someone who's just getting started, whether it be in a creative form or starting a business? Um, what is something you would t- tell them to, to focus on or to key in if they want to get into starting something artistic or business-related?
1: Work on the foundation before you work on the announcements. Um, and I mean this in the most respectful way. It's so cool to like you know announce, like, oh, this is coming. Oh, I got this in the works. Oh, I'm always working on something. But what if you 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 more focus on putting it out there for social media or for people rather than actually working on the product? What's the product, bro? Like, how does it work? Is it is it due to a pack?
0: Like, stay stay tuned for what, sir? Like, you have not. You have just conceptualized the idea. You haven't put it to, you haven't put it to paper. You haven't put it into a working idea. Like you don't have anything set up you're like, yeah, I got something coming for you.
1: What? <laughs> right. You got a logo. You got LLC, but what's your product? Like, here's the thing, bro. Let's keep it a buck too. Like, let's talk about sales. You feel me? Like, how's your business going to keep up? Who works with you? Have you thought about everything? Even if you haven't thought about everything, have you thought about everything thoroughly? People put things out without thinking about it thoroughly. Bro, I'm a dude that sells tutoring. You feel me? I sell knowledge, you feel me, for children. That's something that people are always gonna want. We just saw about Teflor. Teflor is selling out with bags, you feel me? All across the world right now, you know? Even people are boosters or making bots to get it. You feel me? They know people like bags. You feel me? People know what people like. Do you have a product that people will like, whether it be information or anything else? Even if it's something that's like a podcast, a record label, do you have a plan for it? The reason why Valentino's Workshop is succeeding over every else thing I've done is because I have a plan. I know what I'm doing in terms of the structure. Even if I don't have a website, even if I don't have a social media, which I have it and I've done this to prove it as a point low key, half because you know I'm busy doing other things but also, I haven't needed to do or have a Instagram. I have a, a site that people want to see my credentials. I have multiple of those, but I don't need to. Ha- I haven't need to have a website or social media. And people are like, you know, how? And I'm like, bro, because my product is that good. I know how to carry out my product that good. I know how to carry out my marketing that. If good. it's like, if
0: you're putting out good stuff, people don't hear about it. Whether right? it be whether it be CMOS, whether it be you spend game, whether it be. You're making do or whether it be you're making art for it, you're making uh drawings. If you put out consistently good work, and you have a good worth ethic, and you also, like I said earlier, have a good customer, uh, customer to business relate uh relations, like maybe like you're you're very courteous when you're talking to the person about what they're ordering. You answer mm-hmm. the questions. Like if you had that sort of foundation built up, you don't always need like you don't, I won't say you don't need a uh, promote, but like you don't need to promote as hard. Because people want to say it like, like, oh, I see it all the time on Twitter. Like someone like who does like our commissions. Like you see a really dope Avi uh, on like someone's thing. You're like, oh where'd you get that? They're like, oh so and so did it too did it for me. They're a really cool person. They listen to all my listen to all the things I wanted and they they worked worked around with me. And now that person's like, oh I want to get that something like that from that person. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me get them up. They did, That person didn't say anything to you, but because they, they knew it was about their business and they, they, they did the work properly and they had a good, uh, rapport with the person they were working with. That person had a positive, uh, positive reaction, a positive uh, viewpoint on them. And they're like, so if someone asks him about it, like, oh, yeah, this person's good. He does good work. I'm, here's his here's his uh, contacts. Hit him up. That's that's a sale you made without
1: even have, having to open your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, bro. And you get it, bro. That's what I want entrepreneurs to answer your question and really understand. Like, if your foundation, if your product is like that, I won't say crack because I don't want to give no people ideas. But, <laughs> you know, if your product is really like that, bro, they going to come flocking whether you have a website or an announcement or not. You feel me? You can have a cool logo, a couple people that are down the ideas. I'll admit this, and I'm not trying to sound bad, but, like, my record label, we did plan it out. We did a lot of things. We did not develop a standard sales plan to continue things going or to keep us both rich. Like, we did not. You feel me? We had everything else. We had the Insta. We had the artists. We had everything. We had some interns, right? But we didn't have the foundation to continue bringing in revenue. And it was just like at a point I realized I left because I was like, bro, it's like I we're not going to get anywhere unless we do that. And Valentino's workshop has worked even without everything else. Mike check has had in terms of people, in terms of a team, in terms of like people knowing about it. i celebrating three years fully of revenue has made me very happy because I'm like. The foundation would just bomb. Oh, well, side bump.
0: question, side question. I have two things to say. Would you want it? Go ahead. Like now that you have the information that you have, uh, would you at some point want to like go back and like revive that that idea with like ma- mm-hmm. the knowledge you have now? Oh, I didn't know this now. I didn't know this back then, but now I know to set up the foundation properly, and then also, um, uh, uh, I forget the second part. See that I keep. I keep doing this. I've been up for a, a very long time at this point, so my, my, my thoughts aren't fully there, but, like, well, so would you want to, at some point, go back to um, that that idea and re- revisit it at some later point, like, oh, I now have the, the experience and the knowledge and I can build up the foundation better. Do you think that's something you would want to do at some point?
1: That's what people ask me, like, are you ever going to go back to the record label, and blah, 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 and I'm just like, it's cool, like, I may not do it with the same person. I probably might not. Um, But here's the thing, bro. Like entrepreneurship, we talk about is more than sales sometimes, and foundations, and it's more than just having an announcement. But it's so many elements, and you need to have that stuff trunk tight if you ever want to get forward. And I need to have a good team, bro. Like I need to have a team that's versatile, not just do the things I do. But not only that, you feel me? But I want to. uh, I want to have capital. I think that's the difference. And this is not to shit on anybody, but like if you if I want another successful record label, I want to have capital to pay people to do these things and, and to that, do them. That.
0: That's very true. People you could have the best idea in the world, but it, if you don't have the resources to support it, it, it it can't get past it can't get past the conceptual stage.
1: Right. It's and like you have
0: to, it's this is uh, it's unfortunate, but it's life's not that easy. You have to have be able to support your ideas, not only with, like, your worth ethic, but also financially. Like, you were saying, mm-hmm. employees. Eventually, you gotta pay them. So, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're not getting money, you can't pay
1: your employees, your employees leave, now you're in a worse off position. Right, bro. You gotta start thinking about business more than just saying, I got a business and I got LLZ. Like, we gotta grow up. Like, you feel me? Like, you can't just be caught in the rapture, you know, in the whole thing of, I got business, and this is something I own, and I have this cool picture. Like, yo, you gotta stay on this like it's your baby. Like, you just don't announce a baby and just post it for Instagram. You gotta take care of that baby. So that's it, man. That's some of the main things I'll say. Timing, but also just like everything else we just talked about.
0: All right, um, moving on to the next question, man. Um, what do you? What challenges do you? Do you have being a black creator or a black business owner? Um, do you think there are unspoken or invisible obstacles a black creative faces to have their work reach a wider audience or be appreciated?
1: Um, uh, no, I'll be honest with you: yes and no. Um, actually, to be honest with you, based on my three years, this is going to sound controversial. Not at all. I'm going to tell you where over ninety percent of my clientele comes from. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Black woman. Like for real, like women wanting to do more for their children, even black male parents. Like a lot of my money I made almost like I told you, 40K through a lot of it has been my black community. You feel me? Like and that's crazy because I've been able to travel. I've been able to do all this because a black woman believes me everywhere I've traveled across the world. And not even if it's a black woman, but a person of color or even just in general, but most of my money has been made from black people. And this is like, I'm saying that because of you, I'm just doing an example because it's hot today, but Teflor, they are a black owned luxury brand. Like we thinking of like, you know, Gucci and Chanel and all that. It's crazy. Now that Teflor is now competing with those people, you know? And that's usually from like, it's being bought by everybody, but like, you know, black dollars sell bro and i hate to be like you know on some lupe stuff or all black everything you feel me like lupe and jay-z and what rappers saying in their songs but like I'll, you, I'll, don't be, you don't want to be you don't want to be a whole type. You're <laughs> right right and i'm just saying and even beyond like i have black a, a whole, pride you're not a negus <laughs> yeah but i have black pride bro and i believe we have enough money of our own to support ourselves like with housing and everything. But at the same time, this is not even what white norms of respectability and professionalism, but we do have to come correct with our product still. And there's a lot of people that think, oh, just because it's black owned, buy it. You know why people keep buying my stuff? It's because it's not just black owned, but there's a crispness to it, you feel me? When you think about business, you just talked about the employees, right? They're paying these employees, or are doing this to make sure the product is coming out crisp, it's not fugazi. Is not BS. You feel me? Like J.C. Penneys and Macy's and all these people may have their thing, but they run their thing like a clean shop. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. it's cool to have something own, but you have to run your joint so freaking clean with all the operations that you can that nobody will question it. You feel me? And it's not even white norms of respectability, but you just have to come clean so you can you do to, all. You well.
0: don't, we don't have to act like a white person, but like I said, there's a certain level of. Professional, professional ethic and professional uh, manners. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of unfortunately, a lot of the, these uh, black-owned businesses online have this sort of uh, of oh, I'm black. You you gotta support me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would like to support black, but like if you're do- giving out a subpar product or your customer service is just garbage. Why, why do I want to spend my hard-earned money on you? Like, yeah, exactly. You have to present yourself in a manner that's like like t- totally be black.'t don't, you don't have to be become like a white person. like there are plenty of black artists and black uh, business owners that are in themselves, but they understand like at, at some point I gotta, okay, if I say the order is gonna be here on Wednesday, I DM share, but I make sure it's there on Wednesday, and if it's not there on Wednesday, I, I'm in. I'm in those DMs, or I'm. I'm emailing. Hey, something came up. Here's why. Here's why it happened. Here's what we're gonna do about it. Here's. Here's what we're gonna do for you because this happened. Like you have to have that mindset. Like, okay, uh, not everything's gonna go perfectly, but you gotta be able to to pivot and adapt. Like, oh, something came up. Okay, so how game plan. How are we going to f- deal with this? Okay, how can we use this to, to our advantage to maybe prop up the sale or make the person feel happier, make them feel like, oh, yeah, there was a problem, but, like, they handled my case so well. Okay, I really enjoy working with them. I'm going to get more stuff Like, how do you... Hey.
1: And that's, bro, and I just say that because you hit it on the head. Bro, I know this really successful clothing company. I got the shirt from it. People like, yo, where'd you get it? I direct them to their site. And it's fugazi, like they're out of stock of everything, and they still have their website up and all this other stuff. And this is like, you know, you didn't give no no notice letter. You don't say anyone's gonna be out. The shipping can be janky. It's like I got my shirt from y'all, like blessed, but I can't recommend people to y'all because y'all operation isn't trunk tight. You feel me? They're black owned, and I love them. I want to buy more stuff. I want to buy this some of the stuff for some shorties. You feel me? Some of the got, you gotta tighten up, bruh you gotta tighten up bro you know how, like you i like i'm able to get on the podcast with you you set up the time with everybody you work with but there's some people like they can't even set up an appointment right they can't even do good customers bro, so, like you I, said they're, it's, it's crazy. Like,
0: i'm i'm very i won't say i'm particular with everything but when it's like when it people's time especially i like to be make sure because like the way i am i'm not very good at adapting on the fly so mm. knowing that about myself, okay. I'm not gonna adapt me on the fly. Make sure that everything is buttoned out in advance. And if and if it's in advance and something comes up in between in, in in the interim, now I have time to like wiggle and shake and think about okay, oh you got you something came up on, on Friday, how about Sunday? Sunday don't work, how about Monday at two? Like I can I can wiggle around, I can move my way around because I set up that time in between as a sort of buffer because I know. Oh, are you guys free at five o'clock, five p.m. today? I hate doing. I hate. I I dislike that. Like, I. Mm-hmm. But to me, and I I won't do it to other people because like, I'm not respecting their time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Prior notice, I didn't do anything else. Like, okay, sometimes uh, something happens. Uh, maybe someone flakes out. I might hit up a person that I had talked to before to see if they're available. But I had already mm-hmm. talked to them about it. Like, that's not just like. I'm not going to hit someone up at, like, 4, 4 p.m. and be like, you want to record at 5 p.m.? Because, like, that's not the way I work with things. I You have to give them that respect, uh, like, with you. Uh, mm. I, I try to work around people's schedules because, like, yeah, the pop is fun. It's a hobby for me. It's great doing it. But, like, people have other stuff. They have real-life stuff. So, like, mm. okay, maybe they have appointments. They have work. They have this. So I work Mm on schedules. It can be a little bit tedious and annoying at times with the scheduling, but like I have to do it because like I'm extending the courtesy because I'm having you on to make my product a better product. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to show you courtesy and show you respect and show you deference. Like, oh, you're not able to do Saturday. How about Sunday? Oh, blah, blah, blah. blah. And another thing, um, I make sure that everyone who shows interest, like when I do this thing I call casting tweets, um, where I I introduce a concept and I send out the tweet like, hey, I'm going to be talking about such and such and such. On, uh, hit me up if you're if you're interested, or I'll send them in group chats and stuff like that. And anyone that shows even a little bit of interest, I'm like, hey, maybe if I um, don't hit them up in the group chat or I don't hit them up uh, in the comments, I DM them at a later point um, when I'm creating my guest list. Like, hey, are you still interested? Okay, you're interested. In what times work? Blah blah blah. Okay, you're uh, this time works. Okay, so I need you to do this and this and this. And this I make sure that I work through every step of the process in a, a in a easy to understand uh, manner because like at the end of the day, I'm asking you for a favor. I'm asking you to be on the podcast to make the podcast more interesting because like I could do the podcast by myself. Um, I definitely could, but I feel like it's better having. A dialogue with other people, because like it's not just my opinion that needs to be expressed. Yes, I'm the emerald, uh, in emerald expressions, but there are other emeralds. There's not only green emeralds. There's also red and blue and purple and all these other things. Like it's it's good, better to have more perspectives because like 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 I was saying when I did the last podcast with you, you brought up some stuff I wasn't even thinking about. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I would have never thought of that, and now. Uh, my podcast, my product is all the more better because I had you on to talk about it. Hello? Can you
1: hear me? I can you hear you. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what the heck happened. But um, yeah, but that's we're reaching these new revelations, you know, through this. You know, and I really like these questions. So keep going. So yeah, man, this is really good.
0: So the next question then, uh what it uh oh, sorry. Um, how do you market to
1: differentiate excuse me, differentiate yourself from the field? Um, pictures, um uh, media. Is that hmm. the rest of the question, or is there more to it? No,
0: it's just like what do you do? Like say you're Say you're, you're, you're going out there, you're advertising, or you're talking about your, your business. What about uh, Valentino workshop is different that makes, makes me want to give you my money. Like, what is it about you that makes it so, yeah, this is a person I'm going to invest in. Um, what, how do you differentiate yourself from the
1: field of people who might be doing something similar? Mm-hmm. Pictures and numbers. Um, have you heard a term quantitative and qualitative? Yes, that's but, a uh, simple thing. You, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, but explain it because, like,
0: um, I don't want to be like uh, a douche or like a know-it-all. But I'm just saying, like, some people might not
1: uh, know the concept. So. Uh-huh. And I'm explaining it to it. I'm explaining. it. So mm-hmm. quantitative is numbers, and qualitative is like anything non-numbers, things that can be explained through pictures and everything. If you think about your business, you have to be able to explain it in the quantitative and qualitative fashion. Why is my business worth something? Okay, Valentino's Workshop, a lot of people can freestyle about their qualitative, right? But you know what people can't talk about is the quantitative. What are the numbers? What can I verify you? This is the same way businesses hire people. How many years do you have of experience in this? What have you done? When I advertise my business, I'll tell you that I've helped children in all these subjects. That's cool. I can do that. I'm
0: eloquent as a black
1: man. Right. Like
0: you also, like I was going to say, like earlier in the podcast, you kept mentioning the numbers, which uh, right. which you had to keep mentioning the numbers. Like you said, uh, you made four hundred thousand, I believe you said for your community, like through scholarship. Mm-hmm. But you also personally brought in forty thousand to yourself. So it's not only you're helping these other people, but you're showing that you yourself are able to be financially
1: solvent and also build a profit. Mm-hmm. exactly and you see how that it is crazy how you was able to get that from that small thing you sneak it in there when you're doing your pitch you feel me make sure mm. your pitches are qualitative bro i don't have to have a website or social media if my pitch is that goddamn hard i'm sorry like the proof is in the pudding for three years like if i tell you i've done this with mathematics and thing and i could talk about all the places i've been around the world then i tell you how much money i've made not for myself but my part community and let's talk about it how much I've made their SAT scores go up, right? I've made my mm-hmm. client, you know, go up their SAT at, at scores. That's by- uh, subliminal messaging. You keep hitting them over the head with the numbers. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, yo, like, I'm Wait, no
0: Remember, like, damn, this man made 400K. I did right. business
1: with 400K. Now you got 500K. <laughs> right. I feel <laughs> like being with success. People like being with success. I helped... One of my clients make over 300 on their SAT. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about how I got my student scholarships full ride. I'm going to tell them how they raised their ACT by 30 points. You feel me? These are true facts. These are the Valentino statistics. I may not need to have a website or like Instagram, but I got those numbers on roll and documented, my brother. And Mm -hmm. that's all I need to do. And then what happens? Word of mouth. Oh, this boy hot. Oh, he pretty good. Let me tell my girlfriend that I seen in the store. You feel me? Let me tell my god sister, and here goes me getting another booking in my pocket. Mm. God, I uh,
0: sorry to cut you off, but like as you were talking about that, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not very much the ostentatious type that t- that tries to do like victory laps and stuff like that. I'm usually like when I do something good, I I mention it once and I'm low key. But mm-hmm. um, recently on my podcast, which you're currently listening to, viewer. Uh, um i re- recently reached uh 500 and like to give you some flavor the flavor of how what i'm trying to get to a month ago okay let me let me put it down this way i started the podcast in january um mm-hmm. so about six months ago when i got the 500 views in six months at the at the start of i believe it was like mid-june june 18th i had around 300 something uh Listens And I was really proud of that. Like, oh, that's cool. That's really dope. It's only what day is it? Sorry. It's only the 23rd of July. And I've already within this only last uh, month, uh, month in this like a week or so, I managed to have that number jump like two thirds of the two thirds of the way more. Mm. Whatever things it wasn't, it wasn't because of uh, really. I, I'm I won't say like I'm I, I won't say I, I, I'm not very uh, I'm proactive in advertising my thing, but I'm not like annoying or over the top. Like when I'm I do an episode, uh, I'll throw it up, I'll I'll, I'll at the people who are part of it, um, so they can also uh put it out to their audience, and then I'll throw it up in group chats. Mm. But, I don't. I don't really talk about the numbers. I I just do more word of mouth. Like I'll sometimes like one of animal group chat. Like people will be like asking me, "Oh, what are you doing today?" I was just working on my podcast. They're like, "Oh, you make a podcast?" I was like, "Yeah." Um, they're like, "What kind of stuff do you do on there?" Uh, I was like, "Oh, I do blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." What's the name of the podcast? And then I give them the name of the podcast and I'm giving them a link. And there you go. One one more listen. Even if they only listen to it that one time, I made that impression that like, oh. He's doing something like I don't. It's less. I don't want it to make it seem like I'm doing it on purpose. I'm just talking about something that I'm doing and I'm working on, but I do it in such a way that
1: like people become interested. Hmm. Well, let's 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 unpack that because while you're focusing on the qualitative, even beyond the quantitative, what you're doing is that you know your pitch down pat. You know your thing in and out, and you could freestyle off of it in any setting that's what most people, I mean, I'm going to say most people, but people can't do that about their business. They give some weird thing in the beginning. I'm like, bro, if you know it, if you know your thing, your product, whatever it is, you should know it offhand. You should be able to throw it in any setting. You're able to do that. And then shoot out a link. It should be that easy, yo. It should be that easy. I'm being completely honest. What you do, you're doing it. Like you just told me, like, you're not like, you're not as like, you're I'm not. Proactive. I'm pro. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, My sorry about that. Anchor just cut off.
0: But to finish the point I was making, um, I like. I think of it about it in the terms of like, I don't like to do predatory advertisement where you're all people don't like to get advertised to or like seem like they're being advertised to. If you're you're framing things such as in such a way that you're selling. Selling them it to them, then people a lot of times they don't vibe with that. I do it more in a conversational tone. It's not that most of the time, I'm it's not really me actively like thinking, Oh, I'm trying to get the person to listen to my podcast. It's mostly like, Oh, I'm just working on something for my podcast. And like they ask me something, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing I'm writing the script for my podcast or I'm setting up a schedule. They're like, Oh, you make a podcast. I'm like, Yeah, like it's it's less more it's it's more that it's integrated into my lifestyle than rather than i'm trying to sell them on a product Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. that's also i get it you know in and out though that's the difference you feel me Mm. like you know it in and out to where it sounds like part of your regular life i know my pitch to where it sounds like a part of my regular life you feel me and that's to understand that they're doing this like do you know your product do you know like even if you're not selling it do you know whatever you're making do you know the ins and out of it that you can tell to each and everybody? And- what makes
0: you different from someone else? Why should I invest in you? Like right. me personally, my podcast, I don't, my podcast is a podcast pretty much. I won't say it's about nothing. It's about everything and nothing at the same time. Like it's not just an anime podcast. It's not just a music podcast. It's not just like a mythology podcast or a mental health issue or a black podcast. It's a podcast about things I like to talk about. And I say that all the time, like, when people ask me, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" I'm like, "Whatever I feel like talking about." <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then I, then if they're curious, I give them like examples, like, "Oh, I talked about mental health. I talked about soundtracks. I talked about music. I talked about uh, social media." Like I, I, give them the things because, like, the way I look at it, I don't want to corn. I don't want to buttonhole myself into like one thing. It's like I'm not just one kind of person. I'm a very pers- versatile kind of person. I have a, a lot of interest in a lot of very various things. There is a lot of anime, there's a lot of mental health stuff, there's a lot of uh, music because those are things that I enjoy a lot. But you can come to me about science or not math, not math. I was going to say math, but I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Don't, please don't come to me specifically for math because I am not the person to help you with math. But like, you can come to me for history or uh, politics, or I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm an expert on, on any of these things, by the way. I'm not like a genius. I'm just like someone. It's something that I find interesting. And when I find something interesting, I, I devote a lot of time. And so I believe I mentioned it earlier, but I, I like to read up on it or find out about it or watch videos or like, oh, this is a cool topic. I like, to, I want to learn more about it. That's the way my brain works. So like, if I have an interest in something or if someone suggests an idea, uh, by the way, I, at the end, I'm going to say uh, you can suggest ideas because like, they're always welcome because, like, I can't come up with all these ideas. A lot of the, my best episodes have been suggestions from other people. But like mm. so, so, like, say, hey, talk about this. Okay, cool. That's I never thought about talking about that. That I'm, a, I know a little bit about that. How about I expand on it more? Like uh, the mm-hmm. previous few, there's a few previous episodes uh, that came out about cosplay. I personally wasn't very well informed about cosplay, but it was an interesting subject. And, like, it was cool to learn about the subject from people who were really well versed into it. So, like, it's not only an, an opportunity opportunity for me to talk about things that I like to talk about, but also to learn about things that I might not know about. So I don't like to buttonhole myself into a corner. I, I even on, like, my uh, tra- channel trailer, uh, I basically said that I'm just going to be talking about whatever. Uh, if you want a little bit of anime, you can expect that. If you want a little bit of mental health, you can expect that. But like, you can also expect other things. Like There's a little bit of something for a lot of people. I won't say everyone because I'm not well-versed in everything and I'm not interested in everything. But there's a wide range. If you don't like the episodes about anime, there are episodes about music. If you don't like the episodes about music, there's episodes about pathology or uh, mental health. or it, There's a, a, lot, a wide range of
1: things um so put it lightly Mm -hmm. that's amazing bro i'm glad you freaking glad you're with that that's really dope that's really really dope and
0: that's not to say that um uh themed uh podcasts are bad or wrong or anything like that Mm -hmm. i I completely enjoy like sometimes you just want to be listening about that one thing um i have a lot of friends that do podcasts that are like that uh uh shameless plug time for my friends uh like my friend val and beard uh their World of Webtoons uh, podcast. If you, you're interested in Webtoons, check them out. Or my friend Meech, his spaces of Place co- podcast. Um, he talks about a wide range of things, but it's mostly anime. Or my friend Pro. Um, check out his Geek World podcast if you're interested in geek culture and nerd culture and anime and, and comics and cartoons and all these other things. Books, movies, check him out. Uh, mm-hmm. Always got to shout out your homies, by the way. Uh, that is one thing. I always have to say to people, if you if you want to do well in life, or you're doing well in life, shout out the people that some either support you or want to, are a similar concepts to you or doing doing their own thing. Shout them out. It don't hurt. It doesn't cost a single cent to shout out a homie. It really don't, and the support matters anyway. But like. Mm-hmm. If you're into the uh, the if you're into a theme podcast, that's cool. That is a perfectly fine idea. It's just not something I wanted to do personally because like I feel like if I had put myself in one category, I would eventually burn out because I I'd, I'd be like oh I gotta do this. I got I talked about Dragon Ball last week. I gotta talk about Gundam this week. I gotta talk about like blah blah blah. blah. Like I I feel like I would be like ugh, I don't want to do this no more because I know myself. If once I start feeling like ugh. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Like, I've had right. a few short hiatuses from due to like other things going on in my life where I just was like, eh, I don't feel like talking to people right now. And like, the podcast is mostly me talking to people. So there's just not going to be any podcast for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amen to that. I feel that. Uh, I, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say to that? No, 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 no. I just let people go, man.
0: <laughs> uh so i be like i know i'm the host and everything but i want it to seem like i'm just blabbering on like i i like to have the dialogue like I hear from other people and see their perspectives like my perspective isn't the only perspective that matters
1: i mm-hmm.
0: i'm the one host only because it's easier for me as a person because like like i said i hate coordinating schedules and like if i'm not the only host i have to always coordinate with when can other hosts do this or when can what ideas? I have to run my ideas by the other host. Blah blah blah. Nah, I want to have full creative control. Yes, that means I take on all the responsibilities and all the headaches and all the tedium, but it allows me to do things at my own pace. Like I said, sometimes I just don't feel like be talking, feel like talking to people, so I just won't,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: that's within my realm. Like I don't have to feel like I'm letting a person down or someone's depending on me, and I'm oh. Uh, I, I'm just not feeling it this week. Uh, the co-host, they're like, "Oh, we we really should have talked about this. We we got we have our schedule set." Like, nah, my 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 podcast unfortunately has an erratic schedule because like I just be releasing things when I feel like it. <laughs> Thank you for, for you listen to it. I appreciate you. Cause like it must be irritating having like uh, things come out on Tuesdays, things come out on. Sunday's at 2 (laughs) (laughs) a.m.
1: Bro, that's fine with me, bro. And I'm glad like you, uh, I think that's the one thing we can relate back to entrepreneurship unless you have another thing, question (laughs) like, but, um, but it's cool to run something by yourself. I've done this by myself. It's cool doing it with people, but sometimes only, you know, you as well as, you know, you, and sometimes you know how to run it more than anybody else. That's fine. Um, if there's a group of people that meet your interests, but it's all about alignment. You feel me? It's all about alignment. And if you align with yourself more than anybody else, then Godspeed. So sometimes it works solo, dolo. Sometimes it works with a group. So yeah.
0: All right. Um, moving on to the next question then. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is networking?
1: Um, networking is paramount. I would not be anywhere without networking. Um, word of mouth, right? Um, when I go up to people, I talk about who more and what I do. Again, we talked about this being so integrated as a part of your life that you're able to say it in any setting. I don't care if I'm in. um, I remember one time I was at work last year. This is messed up, but I was at work and I was talking about giving an introduction of myself. In my introduction, I told what I do. This lady at the meeting slipped me a note and said, yo, I'm trying to get you for tutoring. I made at least like almost like three hundred something dollars off that one person. Imagine someone took three hundred dollars from your bank account. Now you'd be upset, right? Three hundred dollars mm-hmm. ended up meaning a lot. So all I had to do was talk about myself in any setting, like it was a part of me. That's what networking is. Mm-hmm. People make it complicated. Talk about where you can find me at. Qualitative, quantitative. This is what I do. This is what I like. And networking should be a passive thing. It doesn't have to. I don't like no offense. Like people, I don't know why people are afraid of talking about themselves or what they do but it's for people like you and me, Ira, who just let this flow off naturally that this is just something who I am. And that's what makes yeah. the difference in network. Networking is probably the easiest concept in the world. If you know yourself and what you're talking about.
0: See, my thing is I had to differentiate between like the sort of soulless corporate networking that a lot of people do. Like you exchange business cards. Oh, I'll see you later on. Blah, 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 blah. I don't really do that because like, that's not really in my, my personality type. I right, bro. work in a more uh grass I guess you could call it grassroots or more natural way. Like like I said, I was mentioning this earlier, but like my networking is not me every day selling you on a pitch or blah blah blah. It's me. I'm just going about my daily life, doing my business. And someone asks me something, like maybe they're like, Good morning, y'all. What's going on in the group chat? I'm like Good morning, I'm just working on my podcast. And they're like, oh, you got a podcast? And like and then another thing is, um, like I said earlier, if someone's interested, don't 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 just like put them aside, like hit them up, like, hey, uh, it seemed like you're interested. Oh, you weren't interested? Okay, cool. More on. Oh, you were interested? Okay, here's what here's what we do. Here's how I do it, here's what blah blah blah. Okay, cool. You want you want okay. What day are you free? You really like this topic? Okay, cool. You're, Oh, you're not with this topic? Okay, maybe later on, I'm going to have a topic for you. Like, you don't always have to have things go exactly your way. Like, sometimes people might not be ready at that time to do something. But later mm-hmm. on, they catch their eye, and they hop on, and then it's something they're really good at, or something they're really interested in And then, boom, you got fire on the podcast because they really, they came with the facts, they came with the knowledge, they came with the the jokes that came with all of it, because it's something they're really in tune with. So, like, they're ready to talk about it, and they they enjoy talking about it. So they have fun, and when you when the other person is having fun, it's fun for me because now I get to bounce off you, and I feel like that makes a for a better listening, uh better, uh a listening experience for the the person viewing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen to that, yo.
0: Amen to that. Like Thank I you. don't. I don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast. I've said it a lot when I'm talking to like other people when I'm talking about the podcast, but the way, the sort of style I go for is um, when I make my thing is conversational. Like if, like pretending like, yeah, we're all over the place. We're all over the world. We're all in different parts of the country, whatever. But it's like we're just on one couch talking about the topic. Like, oh, someone brought up Dragon Ball Z and now we're we're going off like, oh, Goku, it smokes, blah, 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 or, ah, oh, nah, blah, blah, blah. It's like it's the type of conversation you would have with a friend. I feel like that's really natural. That's a reaction that anyone can, um, an interaction anyone can relate to, and it's easy to listen to uh, because you when you hear something like that, you think about interactions you have with your friends about something you might might be interested in. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah.
1: kind of the vibe I go for. Mm. That's a good way you have your direction and everything, you know, like I think people need to have that in their way of methodology about how they carry about their, you know, regular business. So that's definitely like, another important thing of
0: entrepreneurship. like their podcast. Like the, the, the person will get cut off. It's like, they go off on tangents to two, like, nah, that's not what we're talking about. Like I don't like like podcasts like that. Like if you're, if you're going off on a tangent and you're going, you're really into it, you're, you're blah, blah, blah. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you finish. Cause like, that's how conversations work. Conversations aren't straight linear. Like I asked the question, you answer the question. I ask the next question. That's not how a conversation works in like a real life social setting. Sometimes I'm, I'm going to be talking about this and then I'll go off on the tangent and then I'll come back to this. I'm talking about point A and then I go to point B and then point B and then I come back to finish my my, whatever I, I was talking about, point A, like that's how a conversation works a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen, bro. Amen. That's it. That is it. All uh, right. Um, how do you balance your time
0: between social life and work, especially if you're self employed?
1: Um, I make sure to get social media breaks and that breaks. Um, and I'm not trying to be short, but um, that's literally like, I make sure to play Pokemon, you know, to offset the mood. Um, I you learn how to play, uh, you know, I may like, you know, eat some dinner in between when I'm doing the session, you know, because it's my own business and it's my own rules. Like I'm still professional, but in between when the student's doing some work, I may snack on a little something, um, you know, I'll get my naps and I'll schedule my naps throughout the day. And then I'll also just like have fun while I'm on the job, like teach the students and I'll use some real life examples and then, like, you know, between my sessions, like I said, I'll do social media breaks, see what's on in the world. Very simple stuff, bro. Like, it's supposed to be a part of your life. Like, it's business. You take it seriously. But, like, yo, it's your business. It's your life now. Like, make your own schedule. Like, no one's going to fire you but yourself. Of course, you may not be successful if you don't have discipline. But, like, at the same time, bro, like, no one's docking you for going on fun or on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and saying, yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's the freshest new meme? That's kind of it. I I
0: sort of touched on it before, but like, like I was saying, like, this is why I'm the only host. Like I might have a lot of recurring guests. Like I'll never say like no to someone who wants to be on the show. Like that's cool. But like having, I don't like having to set things up with other people very often. Like, Mm. (laughs) like I I let, it's cool if you're a recurring guest and like, we build up a rapport and that that kind of stuff, but like, I want to be the the final say if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, sometimes I be depressed or I just I'm I, I get in an antisocial mood. And I don't feel like talking to no one or or you know I be lazy. This that be happening.
1: <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm human.
0: I have the times where I'm like uh I don't know or I don't really have any ideas. I'm not just gonna like put out something I already think is cool or I don't think is interesting, just to like fill the time, because uh, I feel like when when you do something like that, uh, people like I, like I was saying earlier about the kids, people can tell tell when you're being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm just pumping out some some crap just to fill some airspace, they can tell. Oh, he's just pumping this out. This is this is a waste of time. Why why should I listen? To this? Like I don't I don't I don't do anything. Any topic that I talk about. I either I know about it. I, I have a very good not grasp of the, the concept. It's very I find it very interesting. I enjoy it a lot, or I would like to learn more about it. Those are the four kinds of things that I talk about. Mm. Sometimes it's a mix of mix of them, but like, but like you could tell from the way I interact. Like I either know about it a lot. I'm, I want to learn more so I'm interested in hearing other people who might know about it uh, like like you can you can tell that it's something that I have an interest in whether it be a past knowledge or want to gain knowledge about it like like I said like my slow my, my slogan uh, we're using words to polish the gem that is a human mind like I'm using my, my, I guess you could say, platform to talk about things that I think are cool or interesting. And now I want people to feel like once they, they're done listening to the podcast, maybe maybe you might have, known about, might, might have known about the subject. It was something you're really cool about, but you hear something you hadn't heard about before, and now you go search about it. Or now you're like, oh, I never thought about it that from that direction. And take like that's what kind of the goal I want to happen. I'm polishing the gem that is my listeners.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen to now
0: that. Now that I say it out loud, it sounds pretentious, but that's kind of
1: that's awesome. kind of what I'm going for. It's confidence, bro, and you know your stuff. And that's another <laughs> underrated entrepreneurship thing, bro. Kanji, Conj- no talk your shit. If you know your shit's backed up, okay. So that's that on that. <laughs>
0: like. Very often, I, I will say, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. And if <laughs> you tell do me know, more. <laughs> Right, and
1: if you do know that, you can say it. So, remember my see, dad I, used to say that.
0: I, I don't like to cap at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. you might know this about me personally, but I don't like capping. Like,
1: mm-hmm. if I say
0: it, I either know about it or I'm trying to learn more about it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to do pretentious things like, uh-huh. see, this is why, this is this and this and this and this. Like, if I'm telling you, oh, this is this, blah, 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 blah it's because I think it's relevant information and I want you to build off of it or I'm trying to build off of it or you said something that reminded me of this information that I think is relevant and I'm like, oh, here's here's why, this is why, blah, 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 blah uh, this is why this is, like, in this thing because it's this because it's information I either gathered myself or it's information I think is important. A lot of the times, um, like, you'll hear me, like, it's. I sometimes interrupt the, the person speaking to give, like, relevant information, because, like, I know not everyone knows what I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know everything that everyone else knows, so, like, I, I, I'll like i be talking about something that I'm really interested in, and then I'll have to remind myself, oh, this might be the first time this person is hearing about this subject. Let me just roll back real quick and explain, blah, 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 here's why this is this, blah, 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 continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to inclusive in the sense that like it's
1: everybody's first time for something hmm I mean you're dang right you're dang right bro you were speaking big facts tonight uh okay um do, do you have anything else you would like to add to that no 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 bro this is we have added on already bro like like right. I'm only uh-huh. saying this because this is I'm not saying this is all I have to say but like this mm-hmm. something's I have, as I've reflected on this evening, combined with your words, I feel like that's enough. If you're not hearing it by now, you just ain't hearing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Um, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out or anything you would like to uh, talk about before we uh, end it? Yeah. Thank
1: you for having me once more. Um, I, I really appreciate you working my schedule um, Thank you for being an entrepreneur yourself. Entrepreneurs out there, keep hustling, hone your craft, hone your pitch. Um, you know, hone your, uh, make sure your sales is down pat. be more concerned with the actual product than the present than the actual, you know, um, announcements and just try to make an impact in your community. Something beyond sales, you know, we're black and we deserve it. So any black entrepreneur out there, your community is full of wealth and assets that you can use to your top advantage. Uh, thank you, Ira, for having me. Um, uh, you can follow me on at Maurice Valentino on IG um it's still no hyphen no nothing there's at m-a-u-r-i-c-e valentino v-a-l-e-t-i-n-o and man just peak the magic we got a lot of stuff coming
0: uh thank you again for joining me it's always fun to talk to you um i definitely i'm i'm probably gonna put a note on my phone but i i definitely want to have you on with like a rap a rap topic because like you keep sitting out these lines i'm like damn this man has an encycl- a psych- excuse me, encyclopedic knowledge of the rap game, and like I also have a very deep knowledge of the rap game and like hip hop in general because like that's something I'm interested in. So it would be fun to like go back and forth with you or talk about something that uh, is related to that. But anyway, moving on to the end of the podcast, um, I'm opening up the podcast to suggestions. If you have any topics or questions you would like to hear me cover, email me at. Jair Lashley C-T-R-A dot at gmail.com so J-A-I-R-A L-A-S-H L-E-Y P-T-R-A at gmail.com or uh, hit me up on Twitter or IG um my Twitter is JLash20 so J-L-A-S-H-T um two zero JLash20 and then my IG is just my full name uh Jair Lashley no space um thank you guys again for listening uh I appreciate you guys and all you've done to make the podcast as successful as it is. And, um, thank you for just coming in, uh, hanging out with me week to week occasionally when it's on a, when it's on a consistent schedule. Uh, I know the scheduling be kind of aggy, but you know, I appreciate you guys sticking with me and vibing with me, uh, every time I put out the podcast, I appreciate it. Um, I really need to come up with an ending. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, bro. I mean, this is it. I mean, you're 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 still getting your feet. This is your first year of it. So, like, take these things as feedback, you know. Like, think about, I mean, as you're listening to this over and over again, like, you know, this is your ball is your court, but you are your own self-teacher. So that's another last part of entrepreneurship. Um, as we close out, think of your closings, think of your open, all that stuff. It's all up to you, but that's not a here or there. I'll just say thanks for having me. And it's all a learning experience. It's a growing process. And that's all we can pray for.
0: Mm. Uh, Again, thank you for being on and uh, have a pleasant evening.
1: You too. No problem, man. God bless praying for you. Take it easy.